You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. All right, guys, welcome back. It's the Birdie Dads podcast. Trevor, Brian, what's going on this week? Oh, back to school, man. We are back in it. Mm-hmm. You're back in it. Trevor, your girl's back in school? Yeah, back in school and uh, all the activities to go with it. So running around, uh, youngest one has bike, um, like a bike thing and then uh, basketball for the older ones. So uh, like you said earlier, uh, dad Uber here, you know, driving around. Mm -hmm. Dad Uber. Yeah. How do you guys feel with your kids back in school right now? I mean, we we don't talk COVID too much. Are you feeling pretty good? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling like it's it's what they need right now. Am I, am I still scared of, I mean, they're not vaccinated. So are they taking the precautions? I don't know. I, that, that worries me, but I'm glad they're back in person. So yeah, I'll take the risk. To. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. You guys feeling pretty good with being back in school? Yeah, we, we are pretty heavy, uh, kind of vacation destination summertime. So our numbers spiked quite a bit before school start, but we don't start till after Labor Day. So a lot later than you do, Jared. Um, yeah. so we, numbers were pretty high, uh, going into September, but they've kind of died back down a little bit a few weeks into September. So it's, it's feeling better. I mean, the kids love it. They like seeing their friends and, uh, we've had a couple, you know, issues that where the kids come in and they had some sort of exposure. So those kids stay out, but the rest of the kids stay in. So it's kind of dynamic, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's hour by hour kind of thing, but I think I know. for the most part, the kids love it. So any, any parent with kids in school is so used to that call now, like, Hey, mm-hmm. uh, uh, your kid was in the class and they're going to need to stay home for a few days. It's right. like, we're like yeah. numb to that call at this point. Yeah. Cause you were doing that early on Jared, like, like a year ago, right? You were the one that was sifting through, like if you put oh, temperatures God. and things. <laughs> oh yeah. That's just uh, crazy times, man. It's yeah. uh it's truly, truly insane. And we've all had different experiences with that, but you know, with kids, I, I, I mean, like Brian said, they don't have the vaccine yet unless you're a little bit older kids. So as that continues to roll out, things will change dramatically, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. which is crazy. So, but like you said, Trevor, like activities are back up and running. Your kids are in sports. Brian, you said you're getting your kids into some sports too. Yeah, my five-year-old's getting into soccer. So it's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess it's soccer because there's a soccer ball involved, but um, it's mainly just running around <laughs> kicking a ball. Uh, they have little Bunch goals. Ball. Yeah. Bunch ball. Yeah. Four, four on four. <laughs> no, no goalies. They just chase each other around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's a couple dominant players on the team. Um, so they try to split those people up into the different line shifts that they do. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny to watch, but they're out there having a good time, you know, picking grass and, you know, playing with their friends. So it's good. At what age do they start drafting kids to teams? Did they do a draft at that no. age or are you, are you still <laughs> signing up with your friends? That, that's kind of the nine to 10 range. Like the, my, my daughter doesn't, my older daughter doesn't play uh, soccer, but um, her friends do. She used to, but now of our friends that continue to play on, they're like going to travel teams now. So they're mm. like 10, they're fifth grade, fourth grade. It kind of starts traveling at fifth grade. I think it's kind of mm. the age. Yeah, I don't know what age. I'm, I'm happy with where we're at because they just paired them up based on what elementary school they went to. That's how the teams are decided. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's just yep. let them play. Let them play. So, yeah, we're not there yet, Jared. I don't perfect. know. Well, I was going to I've been talking about it for a while and I finally played in the big tournament and I wanted to share with you guys. I haven't told you nah. anything yeah, about this tournament. So 
Uh, let me just break it down what it was. It was a individual net tournament. So I'm playing solo. If you guys have, you know, for those that are listening, never played in one, I'm playing solo. You get 95% of your handicap. And we've talked about handicap a lot. And it's late in the golf season and it's a qualifying tournament. So here's the breakdown there's 80 guys in the field for this, and the top 10 are able to move on to the next round. And the next round is going to be held out in Monterey, out next to Pebble. And so there's pretty good stakes at at the play here. But I think because it's towards the end of the golf season, I saw a little bit different level of golfers that were qualifying. I think some of the guys that maybe we would we've talked about that that are really pressing hard. They did some of the earlier rounds. So I kind of felt like this was a more balanced field, probably the most balanced field I've been in. And it's played at this course. I had never played the course. So shame on me. I talked about I hadn't played in like a month and I had never played this course and I had no feel for it whatsoever. And it, it was a private course. So you already know, like you can figure a private course is a little bit more narrow, a lot of trees. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I kind of made some critical errors, guys. I, I had a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde in my game going on a lot, actually. Wait, I want to call it. I want to call it. You teed off first tee like a foot in front of the tee box. <laughs> I made sure all day long I was behind the tee box all day <laughs> okay. long. All right, just check it. All day. I checked multiple times. Um, no, but a lot of things did happen with rules, and I wanted to go through some of it because I did get the bad break. And shame on me. I mean, some, I just made some critical errors I, and I, hmm. it, it really cost me. So here's what I'm talking about. It's a local private course and I'm playing in a group of four. Two of them are members at the course. And so, on, you know, as you're playing in these things, they're not super high stakes. Yeah, they do the announcement of your name on the first tee. And that's kind of gives you a little butterflies as we talked about. But then as you start to play, guys will loosen up a little <laughs> bit and talk. And so one of the critical errors I had was they had gosh i sound terrible but what you know basically the ring around the tree that you know at, at the base of the tree some of these courses have it like kind of protected right to protect the tree mm -hmm. and so one of my balls had landed in that clear designation of the ring and the one of the four that were the local members said hey local rules apply you can move your ball out of there you get a free drop that's a local course rule and i was like okay I'll take him for his word. He's not trying to harm me. So that's a local rule they play. Well, we found out later that that local rule was not in play for that round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the tournament it's a, rules versus the tournament the local rules. rules. Yeah. 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 So I shame on me, critical error for taking this guy's local advice, who I assumed he knew more about how this was played out here. And that's a two stroke penalty. So that stings over the course of a qualifying tournament and yeah, yeah did, you, you, did, you know, did you know right after you hit it like did somebody come up to you and say hey that you couldn't do that or yes. was it at the end of the round that that somebody told you no i found out that same hole because they had like six mm. six or eight officials working and he saw it and so he he basically came over after i had hit and asked how i played it and mm -hmm. then clarified like, yeah, that's a local rule. Not we're not playing that. And it's in my mistake. I should have asked. I should have I should have played it 
as I my instincts were. I mean, the ball was against the tree, so quite honestly, I would have had to I would have had to hit back, like you know, kind of that backward shot a little bit, anyways. Um, mm. But still, mentally, that that really threw me off mentally in the round. That, yeah, that one. I was going to say, like, it was after the round, you probably could have gotten through it and still just added a couple of strokes to the end and been a bummer. But you'd have played okay. But if that's happening during a round and you get that news, oh man, that's hard to come back from. So what, uh, what hole was that, Jared? That was like hole four. Uh, early. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, the big picture of my round, if you were to take my best nine holes, you guys are going to love this. My best nine holes. Okay. Eight pars, one birdie. Mm-hmm. All right. So one under for the best for, nine. Through nine. <laughs> if, that, if that was nine in a row, then that would have been on the front of 35. That's yes. Pretty good. Pretty yes, good. that was very good because uh, my handicap going into this was uh, I think a thirteen is what I and I was given twelve. I was given twelve strokes, I believe. So because it was good. like a ninety percent. So I'm I'm happy. The other nine holes, I was seventeen over, including that penalty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there lies the averages. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and you just mix those in and and so a couple other things happened uh, around hole number seven. I think I'm pretty sure it was either six or number seven because it, it didn't happen to me. So I can't quite remember, but I think it was hole six because I think my meltdown really took place in hole seven on hole six. One of the other four hits his putt. And of course it's tournament. So I know you have to hole out everything. There's no, there's no gimmies. Okay. So he, he puts up and he's probably, I would say an inch, maybe two inches from the hole. And he does a one armed attempt at a tap and he, pulls up and just grazes the ball and the ball moves maybe a quarter of an inch. And so it kind of rocks there. And then he hits, he just lets out a sigh and hits it again to go in. Well, that's an extra stroke, right? So this is when I knew the guy was, didn't know his game. The, the one guy that gave me the advice because he tells him, Hey, you can hit that ball while it's still moving and it doesn't there's no penalty. <laughs> the Phil Mickelson. Yeah, the Phil Mickelson. Uh, the, yeah. And I look and at him gave like, you the advice. Of yeah, at that locals. point I knew I yeah. should have never listened yeah. to that guy. Yeah. And and so I'm looking at him like, no, no, you you can't do that. And he's like, oh yeah, Phil did it. And of course, you know, yeah. like Phil did it in in what the U.S. Open, right? And a couple years and, back, and got penalized for and it. Got penalized, yep. And got penalized, yeah. So the yeah. rolling ball. And I'm looking at him like, that's that's not. No, you can't do that. That's also known <laughs> as the quick rake, Brian. <laughs> the quick rake, <laughs> quick, rake, quick rake. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like and that. So you know, and the guy made a great like joke about it. He didn't hang up too much. I mean, although I'm sure it messed with him mentally. But then where it got me was the very next hole. Very tough green. I'm I'm on in two and I'm putting. It's probably a good forty foot putt for for um, now for birdie, and I leave it way short. And so I'm putting for par, and it's probably nine feet away. And I hit I think a ten foot putt, and it continues to roll down the hill, <laughs> like kind of like <laughs> Phil's putt. <laughs> and I would end up going for par. I would end up a triple bogey on that hole because of missed another missed gimme on there too so yeah that was the bad part that was the bad part of the game let me ask you this jared did that guy that gave you the advice when the official came over right after the hole was over did he feel bad in any way did he say anything like gosh i'm sorry i didn't realize i gave you bad advice yeah he felt bad because he's like hey that's local rule that's how we play it 
you know, and he's like, I'm sorry, that's st- stated everywhere we play because they protect the trees. And right. so he did feel bad. And later he told me, um, it was probably like on the 16th hole. He's like, you know, it's one of the holes where power lines go over the top. And he's like, Hey, if you hit the power lines, you get a free drop, you get a, you get a free ball again. And I'm like, just don't hit the power yeah. lines because yeah. I don't want to go through this again. Right. I, I don't want to do this again. This anyway. guy is definitely shelling out a lot of info. I mean, as far as a quick rake, uh, your, your, your tree thing and, you know, like tournament, I think you kind of just have to pay attention to your own self really and not try to like give out a ton of you know advice it just kind of mm-hmm. stay to your own shell and don't go out of it even if you do know the course i mean yeah it seems like you should be on your own a little more i did witness the the low point of the round did not happen to me i witnessed it happened to all three other guys so the max score was a nine in the tournament so you you had to pick up by nine to keep the pace moving and there was a part four with water protecting I watched all three of them dunk three balls each into that water mm. unable Ooh. unable to advance to the green at no. all <laughs> that was the low light of the round and there's jared putting out for bogey on the green by himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i just want you guys to, to recap i will tell you you're gonna just die when i tell you the final result with the handicap because it was a pretty windy day i missed the cut by three strokes oh mm. and it was a penalty by hitting off a tree is two and then what a, and a, a couple gimme, bad putts, miss, gimme putts. Oh, a miss gimme putts brutal. probably you know two miss gimmies and there's the qualifying round out the door ah wow yeah. well you i mean aside from that you played pretty well on those nine holes that you picked out off the scorecard so did you like the other nine yeah positives. yeah yeah and I will yeah. say, Jared, for not playing for a month before that tournament to come out and shoot, what that would have been? It would have been a, let me see, a 17, 16 over on a 13, 12, four over par net. That's right. pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I just needed I, a little practice. So I mean, maybe the lesson is to practice a little more yeah. going into the tournament, as yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> get, get out there and actually maybe play that course once before. Well, I'm going to give you the slow golf clap for that effort. That's a, that's a good effort. Bummer <laughs> yeah. result, but great effort, man. Good effort. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be feeling your pain here, Jared. I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring for the uh, the member or the what is it the club championship this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going in the gross division from the tips, and uh, I've never played in it before. And uh, I am by far the highest handicap go playing in this thing. So my goal is to try, to try not to be last, to be second from last. So just, just don't get a DNF. That's yeah. all you need to do. Do not get uh, a DNF. Well, I might, I might, we WD, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to so it. So what is your handicap going into this then? Uh, it's 5.7, but it's a gross division from the tip. So, you know, it's just gross. So it doesn't right. matter. Handicap doesn't it's matter. first time playing a gross, a gross no, ball, I, basically. I just want to know where you're stacking up. So you think, what do you think the highest guys in the field are that you're playing? Do you think there's any, yeah, uh, there's gotta be some scratch. Yeah, no, there's pluses. Yeah. So there's a plus one, um, plus one point something, a couple point, like plus point oh twos point you know point ones and then basically up to five which is me <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah. do you what is your goal trevor what do you think you're what are you trying to come out of this with i'm trying to have one round at least in the 80s um from the tips i play two days uh just i'm gonna try to shoot an 80 um but just try to you know stay in it don't you know <laughs> Don't just blow up on one hole or three holes, right? Just try to stay in it as best you can. Hmm. That's my goal. 
All right. Good luck, man. Yeah. My daughter's yeah. playing in the young junior, so that's exciting too. She's she's playing in the twelve and under division. She's ten and I don't think there are many girls that are playing, so she might she might walk away with it. We'll see. Are you catting? No, I can't because she's gonna play kind of after like when I'm playing same day. So she's gonna be her oh. all by herself. Okay. Mental challenge for her. It's yeah, exactly. Good. Yep. We'll see. So with your tournament playing from the tips, is that the only real change? It's gross, so you don't get a handicap, and you're playing from farthest back. You're playing from the tips, and and is that the only changes, really? Anything else? As far as I know, I haven't played in it. Well, I'll get the rules here probably shortly because it's Saturday, Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, they probably have a pace of play thing, too. Like, you know, like you said, a max of nine or something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if it's gross, you know, you, you take your score, you take your licks. Take your licks and you you can use a cart, I imagine, right? They're not like that serious. You don't have to walk it. Oh, yeah. They'll let you use carts. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure of it. And uh, yeah. You should I carry mean, your bag just for a mental factor. Just tell them you're preparing for <laughs> yeah. the corn fairy. And no, Jared, Jared, I was going the other way. I was thinking, all right, let's let's say it's how many days is this? How many rounds? Just two rounds. So two let's days. say the, fir- the first round, you just blow up, right? Mm-hmm. Second round, you're going last. Like, just just do the sprint, Jared. This is oh, the perfect sprint. time yes. to do the sprint call. Yes. Yeah, do Kevin sprint call. Yes. 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 Time yourself. Do the sprint. Have like your daughter it. drive the cart and you sprint alongside. Yeah. No, definitely. Try to get off first and then just go for it. What's your right. go-to injury? If you're going to withdraw, what's the, what's the injury you're going to cite? Oh, oh I'm my groin. Have to, uh, I'm just saying rib. I had a rib oh, once, okay. uh, like two seasons ago, and I could not like swing a club for two days, at least. It was a couple weeks, actually. So I'm okay. going to go with the rib. Yeah, rib injury. I can't swing. Work up to it. Like throw, Try to tee off one time and shank it and just drop the club. Yeah, and, but and don't say, fully yeah. pull out. Don't fully withdraw yet. Try. I, I gotta. I gotta try. I gotta try to finish this out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Do another one, and then just you know time it right, so maybe you can have an easy access to the road out. Get, right. Get off the course. Yep. Yeah. On like hole, you know, seven or something, so I can just skip over to the clubhouse. Call it. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you played in a tournament too. I did. It was a fun tournament. It was um, our version of the Ryder Cup. So we had a group of guys out here, half international, um, had to be foreign born or maybe just, I don't know what it was, dual citizenship, I think counted. <laughs> I was trying to scramble for the international team. Um, but it was a bunch of international guys versus a bunch of U.S. guys. Uh, we got paired up. So it was two-man best ball, um, two-on-two. Um, no handicaps, just straight up match play. It was pretty fun. So wait, it was good. Was there a captain? Did you, did someone select teams? There, there was a captain, um, who basically sent out the email to either the U S guys, or the international guys and said, uh, who can make it on a Saturday? <laughs> <'Cause> we, all, <laughs> we all have kids. <laughs> it's a little bit tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they made the pairings and, and set it up and, and then set you in a one, two, three, one through five slot. So one being the best golfers, five being the, um, higher handicap folks. What was your. I'm, I'm trying to get to what was your slot. <laughs> we, we were, me and my partner were, were right in the middle. We were the third, the third okay. spot. So right, um, there's a couple guys we had it at a, a private club up here, and um, there's a couple guys that are members, uh, and they were in in the one slot. Um, cause they're they're still like 
uh, single digit handicaps, I think, you know, down where you are, Trev, maybe five or so, four or five. And then um, we had all the way up to um, probably 18 handicaps at the end in the back. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun day. It's pretty good. Um, but um, we're, we're getting to the end of golf season, guys. So weather up here in the Northwest, I, I know, Jared, you're in California, sunny California, but um, we get to this point in the year and um, you get you get the diehards and then you get the people, uh, the fair weather golfers as we call them. So, uh, we got to a point on Saturday where the, the forecast was, um, changing every day leading up to Saturday. And, uh, finally I looked at it on Friday night and it was like right in the middle of our tournament It forecasted for uh, thunder and rain. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this. Um, I might, I might have an injury, Trevor. I might have, I might have that, that rib injury, that rib injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, ended up showing up and started off on the first tee and, uh, I was in short sleeves and I had sunglasses on. I was like, this is gonna be a beautiful day. It's gonna be great. Get to the sixth hole. Um, and it was cloudy starting to kind of roll in. And then all of a sudden we heard, we heard the, the thunder just coming in and it just opened up and started dumping on us. Um, and so everybody's scrambling, we'll put on the rain gear and, um, we finished nine and it was just miserable. Like clubs are slipping out of hands. It was, it was quite the sight, right? Just horrible golf, horrible golf being played. Um, we get to the 10th and there's a little bit of a backup and we just, me and my partner look at each other like, um, clubhouse is right there <laughs> do we just forfeit the match uh head in have a couple beers uh what do we do and um we looked at the guys we were playing against and said uh you guys want to keep playing <laughs> and and nobody wanted to say that they quit on the team on the overall american team or the international team so we kept playing you guys just and, agree to have the match you guys walk off on 10 and say, I, I know take a half each that would have been t- that would have been tough because we we were down two two holes in the front, so they got the point oh. on the front, and we were down two holes, and so they would have been like, yeah, I don't know if we would have have the match. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Um, maybe have the back, and then they would have they would have taken the rest. But um, yeah, it was um, it was it was a winter golf round. So this is what I'm getting ready to deal with up here, guys. If I want to keep playing, so I got to figure out a way to keep playing, keep my skills up, but. Um, not play in that condition again. So let's talk about it. How, how do we take this to the winter? Oh, winter golf is like, I have zero experience there. We don't have winters in down here. We have yeah, I think for us, it's, it's like, you don't have an option. You, they courses shut down for four or five months because of snow where I'm at. So you have to travel to where Jared is or, you know, over to the Valley kind of where Brian is and you get just expect rain and, or the coastal, you know, wind and rain. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, putting your snow tires or your real tires away for the, the winter. That's kind of how <laughs> I feel about my golf game. I just put it in the closet with the tires and, uh, yeah. So wait Trevor, for Trevor, this, this summer you did a lot of hard work and you got down to the, the five handicap. Um, I think we started and, and you were what, like a 10, nine, 10, something like that. Yeah. You got something to like five. That. yeah. So, so you're just going to let that go. You're not going to, not going to try to figure out how to do simulator stuff. I mean, you have it in the garage, I guess you don't move everything there. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Keep the swing going a little bit, but you know, it's not the same, the feel and all the score happens around the green, you know, the chipping, the putting, mm-hmm. everything within, 
you know, 50 feet. So, um, you don't have that in the wintertime. So, you know, you, you guys have all experienced that when you get up to April, May, and you're trying to figure out what was I doing in September was it was working so well. And then you forgot. And so you have to figure it out for five more months. So you get to September and then you have to put it away again. So <laughs> that's kind of yeah. my whole thing for the last five years. How, how can you build something in your garage? Like the best setup for chipping? I mean, putting, we know you mm-hmm. can buy, I mean, I think, do you have the Dustin Johnson? Isn't it mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson putting mat? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, perfect practice or practice. Perfect pra- perfect. Yeah. 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 That one's good. I mean, there's all kinds of putting. Which you can get a putting mat, which will give you about the best you can. But chipping. So how do you build something in your garage for chipping? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I have that uh, four by four mat. That's turf. It's like a, what was it? It was a country club mat that I used for hitting off in the garage in the simulator. And, uh, I just try to get like a, I have a ring that's maybe about a basketball hoop size that sits up in front of the net. And I just try to chip into that a few times just to kind of keep the, the swing plane a little bit, you know, have the girls do that as well. So that's a little mm-hmm. bit, but again, you're not getting that grab. You're not getting the grain or the, the, right. the grass lie, but I mean, it just gives you a little something to go for. Cause I have I? the country club mat too. I have the same thing you have in my garage. The way I practice chipping is I'll just take it out literally into the backyard. And what I'm trying to get is I want to see the ball land. So I'm looking for that same thing, that target landing, right? Like I want a 10 yard or a 15 yard. So I'll pace it off. My wife just absolutely hates it. Cause she's like, you're going to hit a window and yeah. I'm just trying to chip and see the ball fly and, and travel 10, 15 yards and land into a bucket or into a net or something. So that's how I do it. But in the garage, it's kind of tough if you're chipping into a net. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to put like some duct tape on the net or something, you know, just to like have a square. But like you said, Jared, it's better to see the ball land, you know, see mm-hmm. rather than trying to hit something in the air or suspended from the, the ceiling. So, yeah, it's just tough. I mean, you know, it's for us, we have snow on the ground half the time in the backyard. So you can't take the mat out true, and That's land true. it in the grass. So, you know, you lose all the white <laughs> balls until it melts in the spring, that kind of thing. So it's a little difficult up here. Yeah, getting the snow. Jared, would you ever uh, golf in the rain? Oh, yeah. I, I used to, Well, uh, it's been a while, but I would take the rain over wind. I, I really hate playing in the wind. I do not like 25, 30 mile an hour gusts. I, it just torments me. Yeah. And how, how about both? I mean, like Trevor, you played Abandon. Yeah, that, that happens, both. right? <laughs> the, the rain doesn't come without the wind. So you don't get, you know, you get both no matter what. <laughs> Yeah. So the one tip I've gotten in the rain and Brian, you get, you play a lot more rain than I do. Um, I'm terrible in the rain too. I'm not going to lie, but they've always said, just choke down. You know, if you don't think about it, but you really need to choke down a little bit. You're, you're sinking into the ground a little bit more and you don't want that muddy mess. Yeah. I mean, once, once we get to the wet season up here, uh, the fairways, everything just gets super, super wet and your club just digs in there's no balance in your club so yeah i think choking up so that you kind of hit hit it thin almost um helps out um putting it back in your stance helps out a lot um because you're going to hit the ball first before you chunk into the ground so um both those things um help out i think that you don't get any distance so clubbing down um is a good idea um when you're up here because it's just not going to roll anywhere um you're gonna have to fly it um to the green um so yeah it's it's just kind of changes 
club and, and how you swing a little bit. Um, I'm not good. I haven't figured it out yet. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not good there. I'm trying to figure it out. So any tips out there, send, send us our way about playing the rain. But um, I don't know tough. if this I, would work in the rain. I'll tell you one tip I did in this tournament, though. I did use it twice. It's if you're out of practice, maybe this would be if it's wet and you're not confident in that chipping around the green, I did go to the classic, the hybrid putt, like hmm. from a few feet off and it worked tremendously. Guys are like, they gave me the whoa. And I did it cause I hadn't played in a month and I didn't feel confident in a short chip, but that hmm. could be potentially something if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, that's, that, that would play well in Bandon, Jared. I mean, you got the putter or the, the hybrid off off the course or off you know 30 feet off the green that that works really well but mm-hmm. here i mean i they'll do temporary greens and things and you know you get frost and you walk out there and there's pine mm-hmm. needles everywhere you just you don't have the same lie anywhere yeah. out here in the winter time it's kind of rough yeah it's no fun i, I say the other challenge of playing in the rain um is grip on the club. So I, I don't play with, with gloves. Um, I, I just go all natural when I play. Um, but, uh, and that was a challenge when it started raining, uh, this last weekend was uh, grip on the club. I lost a couple of, uh, balls, uh, to the right because my, my club head was, was shifting on me once I hit the ground and, and stuff like that. I couldn't, couldn't keep it going all the way through. So, um, I had to pull out and, and I got some, uh, foot joy, like all weather gloves in my bag that I haven't had to use. Um, for a while. Um, so luckily I had those and those helped out a lot. Um, just with the grip on the glove, but I wore them on both hands, not just one, both. So <laughs> yeah. I think there's a term for you out there. Both handed guys. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't normally do it, but when what I do, co- what quarterback used to throw the ball with gloves on? Uh, uh, Brady throws with gloves. Didn't he throw? No, gloves no. Tom Brady would Teddy, never do such Teddy a Bridgewater thing. still does it. Does he? I thought it was like, did Doug yeah. Flutie ever do it? I mean, I don't know. Probably. No, That's like a Doug Flutie thing. I was, you know, when you're talking about the rain and the wind, it reminds me, I was watching Monday Night Football last night and I was watching Peyton and Eli. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh, so, so good. I it, love it. It was good and really bad at times too. It was really, uh, I'm a 49er fan and I love Patrick Willis as a linebacker, but he was <laughs> the worst possible guest host on that show. Like he was, I don't think he said yeah. anything. I don't think, yeah. I don't think he talked. Uh, but Peyton talked about when it was raining and Jared Goff fumbled and he said, ah, you got to practice that. And that just reminds me what you're talking about. Like if you're going to play in the rain or you're going to play in the wind, mm-hmm. I think the tip for everybody is what Peyton's saying. He's like, anytime they would experience those conditions that you have to practice it leading up to it. And Trevor's talked about it with Bandon is preparing for the wind. So Brian, you just, you know, have, have your wife's turn the hose on and go out in your <laughs> in yard garage. and take some swings Spring. in the in the rain in the water yeah. got it yeah that sounds like fun peyton said the equipment boy would spray the ball down so you just you got two boys your boys could do it spray you with the sprinkler and prepare for that oh they would love that yeah yeah That'd just be. dip your grips in a bucket of water before you swing every time see how okay. that goes yeah. all right <laughs> i think or, you need to do that i think you need to channel your inner peyton and do that <laughs> or i could just uh do what trevor's doing pack it in and, <laughs> and, no. or travel no. somewhere that's nice and not rainy yeah, yeah you gotta garage. find friends that are in like phoenix or something and fly to them you know once yes. once uh every couple months or something 
I did. If you watched, Trevor, you must have missed it, but Brian probably heard it. The that was a pretty epic story about Peyton and the roulette table, though. If you didn't hear that, that. So I was just coming back down uh, after putting my kids to bed and they were talking about us with Pat McAfee, right? And he was saying, um, I don't know, Jared, you tell because I, I, I caught the like the very tail end. The very short version is just that Peyton came out and there was a packed roulette table. And because he's Peyton, like everybody stops and looks at him in this place. And he's just basically calls out red 18 and everybody shifts their money to red 18 and it hit. And he just... <sighs> Like Mike dropped, Peyton Manning walked away. And the favorite part was that he's like, I've tried that like 30 other times. It's never worked since. Yeah. <laughs> the best part would be if you went to like the Omaha tables, you know, and be like, Omaha, Omaha, you know, like that was that audible you always yeah, famous yeah. for in the, in the Super Bowl, Omaha yeah. 18 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. It was good. It was, uh, it reminded me of this sometimes, just like, a little raw, a little unedited Peyton and Eli. No. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little rough. They're getting it there though. I mean, the live stuff is, is hard, um, to have the commentary. I think, uh, Pat McAfee is just money. Like if he could be on there every week, like they'd get millions and millions of viewers. He's hilarious. Yeah. The, the great joke that Eli did drop on Pat McAfee, I couldn't stop laughing. Was it somewhat golf joke where there was the picture of Pat McAfee kicking the ball and he was a little bit larger and Eli <laughs> said he looked like John Daly kicking that ball. And uh, <laughs> I don't know good. if he was talking about his body shape or the distance, but it was a good little Eli quirk. Yeah, I, I would say if uh, Pat McAfee wanted to be a commentator on golf, I'd definitely tune in the whole the whole round. He was letting it roll a little bit. He was kind of pushing the line on the uh, on the on the drop and the profanity too. I noticed mm-hmm. and. And if you didn't watch it, Peyton was going to the Red Solo Cup like the entire time. Mm. Yes. He, yes. I think he did admit that he had some adult beverages in there at one point. He was, <laughs> he was, he was Peyton Manning. I mean, you can do that. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's just another Monday night. The Monday night. So, well, that's it for this week. We talked about getting you ready for winter golf. So take our tips. Uh, go practice it. Get ready for the wind and the rain. Or just like Trevor said, pack it up and call it a season. That's see what we're you next close. April. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and with that, we will see you guys next week.